0: Thanksgiving is more than just a holiday. It's a time where we pack our bags, take the long drive to our family's homes to share time, memories, and food around the kitchen table. It's the time of year where we truly gather in one another's homes, decorating and enjoying each other's company. It's a time to feel incredibly grateful for the blessings in life. And the Sharp Mortgage family wishes you and your family the warmest and best Thanksgiving. If they can help you in buying a home this month, please know that you're in the best care with their team. Contact Ashley with the Sharp Mortgage Team with an email, ashley at sharploans.com, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. All right, thank you everyone for joining us for another real estate podcast with, we always call them an expert we're going to really put that word to the test here today because i've got i've got some questions for this guy blake Ginther, he is with the Ginther group in winston-salem he is our real estate expert here on the triad podcast network he does this show every month he's a proud sponsor of our network as well and he's who we trust for all of our real estate needs so uh but blake there there's been some news man this week we're recording this on the 9th of november and just in the last couple of days there have been some uh, some shockwaves going across the real estate industry. So yep. um like I said we're we're going to put this word expert to the test but I know you're up for it man uh because nobody is more informed than you are when it comes to things in this business. So uh first of all before we get into the heavy stuff how are you? How
1: how are you doing? Thank you man. I'm I'm doing all right. Look, I'm doing all right. I think I've said it on our last couple of podcasts, you know, um Consumers aren't going to feel much uh, of a difference in the real estate world um, as it pertains to what we discuss on this podcast, uh, except for the professionals in that world, right? The real realtors, real estate attorneys, home inspectors, lenders. We're all like, yeah. So, um, so Santa might not be bringing all them gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it might be a thinner Christmas than it's been the past couple of years. And, you know, part of what we'll discuss with this lawsuit is most of the consumers are okay with that. Not that they dislike yeah. us. Uh, the reality is they're not going to be crying us a river because most people in most professions um, have had, just frankly, thinner, uh, a thinner year, right, the last 12 months. So it's it's just gotten extra thin the last, uh, you know... Uh, Month or two, and it will be for the next couple of months as well. There's just gonna be less transactions in general. Um, Eight percent interest rates will do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to ask you about is is interest rates because uh, as of the day of this recording, uh, there there was news about interest rates having a. fairly significant drop, not necessarily a full percentage point, but maybe almost a quarter of a percentage point, which is big. But let, let's jump right in. You mentioned this this lawsuit. So there there's a court case in Mississippi. Missouri. That, Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. There's this court case in Missouri that could affect the real estate industry across the board. Uh, what, what is this all about? What are we fighting over here?
1: So, and I do, you, you know me, I'm not a calculated, um, I say it when, when there's lawsuits and I, you know, as an owner of a, of a franchise and, and I, I'm going to be a little more calculated in what I can and can't or should and shouldn't say on this podcast so as to not put myself in a a bad in a precarious position uh but i'm gonna say but i'm gonna you know me i still am gonna speak as candid as i can and what i will say is the lawsuit's intention was brought is a class action lawsuit missouri is where class action lawsuits go to get legs it's just that's its reputation oh didn't realize it
0: had that reputation but okay yes if
1: you want to start a class action lawsuit you're going to look hard at missouri okay Uh, they have judges um who who can gain class action lawsuits. There's a reason. There's a reason why Missouri finds itself uh, home of a lot of class action lawsuits. Okay. So this lawsuit gained, gained legs around the premise that sellers were paying for commissions. They didn't know they were paying for, which was that they were paying for buyers agents, you know, basically the agent of their competition, um, you know, and, and, In most, no, I I don't even know if I can say most states. I can speak to North Carolina. In North Carolina, we have very clear documentation, right? So you know as a seller how much your agent's firm is taking home and how much they are offering to cooperating agents because it's very clearly stated. Not only like the full commission and and almost every, every single time, even people who've sold houses before, when they say, you know, and it's not a set amount, by the way, Every sh- everyone should know it's, I think people sometimes assume it is some people charge 7%, some people charge 5%, you know, some people charge 6% and every firm has its um, policy, right? So it's not a set amount. And that's what this lawsuit basically said was that it is, it is essentially set, set too high and they're paying for, co- you know, they're paying for their competition, and and ultimately, I don't think people thought it would pass uh, because of legal documents that clearly state otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it won. I mean, they, the the essentially NAR National Associations of Realtors, and then the two big dogs, right? Keller Williams and Berkshire Hathaway, who are the top two essentially. I mean, Keller Williams is number one in in every capacity, uh, both with agents, with with unit count and volume. Right. It's number one across the board. Berkshire Hathaway is a top five firm. Um, I think candidly, we all know why Berkshire Hathaway was named in this lawsuit. And um, and and ultimately the three those three entities were the only real named after REMAX and another um, a bunch of companies that are under one umbrella settled honestly, smartly now looking like they settled, uh, big settlements. And so I think that Warren and Gary thought, and of course the NAR thought that, that this would not, uh, win, uh, that they, that they would win. Um, and, and it didn't work out that way. And so the initial jury awarded $1.8 billion, uh, potentially up to $1.8 billion to, um, to the people, to the American public, who who came who came together, and you know, candidly, the attorneys are going to make stand to make anywhere from a yeah. half a billion dollars to a billion dollars on this. I mean, the attorneys, yeah the the winner the winner in all of these ends up
0: being billable hours.
1: <laughs> Dude, so, these uh, attorneys, and they make yeah. a fortune of, of the profits.
0: Well, let me let me ask you, uh, Blake. So, what's the example? L- let's get very elementary here. What's the example of how commissions work in a real estate transaction? I
1: I mean, I think it's important and it's, uh, it is the, it is the initial premise of this lawsuit. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think if anything, if nothing comes from this, you know, if it all gets appealed out and, and ultimately the, the attorneys are the only ones who win in the end, what should come from this is better enunciation of this, right. Which is when a, when a firm says, you know, my firm says our firm's policy is six percent. We offer um w- w- as a listing agent, three percent will go to my office, you know, um and 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 will be divided how however, right? However the firm's policy is. And then we offer three percent to a cooperating agent, right? In the past, we've used language like s- seller sub agents, buyer agent. We just kind of wrap it all into one term of a co-oping agent. Okay. so such that, that it can be um, that they are enticed, right, to show your property, to bring a buyer under their representation of your property. This hasn't always been the case, but it's been the case in North Carolina for 15-plus years.
0: Yeah. And so when you say cooperating agent, in most cases, if not all cases, that's the agent that represents the
1: buyer of the property. Correct, which is very rarely anymore – the listing agent. Um, it, it occasionally is, but that's a, uh, that's called dual agency. And that is, uh, you know, and that's a real true dual agency in North Carolina. Dual agency is technically any firm, right? So mm-hmm. if, if I go sell another Keller Williams agent, Keller Williams, elite agents listing, that's technically dual agency, which is a little confusing because we're totally different humans with totally yeah. different objectives, that's totally right. different fiduciaries. Yet, yet in North Carolina, the firm is, is considered the dual agent. So I I think that most people, most clients don't wish for, for me, right? If I'm, if Adam, you're selling your house, you don't really want me representing you and the buyer, right? You would prefer most situations and some people don't care. You know, builders typically don't care because they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but but most people, you would say, yeah, dude, I'd prefer you to just rep- represent me and let somebody else represent the buyer, and that's how it's done, and it's all paid from the six percent. Yeah. Here's the real crux of it, honestly. Regardless of how this works in the future, and there are cities, by the way, M- Washington D.C. is very is moving this way, where where buyer agency isn't even being offered anymore, right? The, and 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 all that's happening is listing agents are making more. And then buyer agents are going and getting it directly from the consumer, from the buyer. Well, what's happening, obviously, as you would imagine, prices are dipping a bit. Because now the consumer has to work into their loan, which is something that they can do. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I foresee, if anything comes from this, this could happen. But it's not saving the seller's money because ultimately what's happening is if the buyer has to pay for a buyer agent and wrap it into their mortgage, their offer changes. So, you know, I I think, and and ultimately listing agents are making more money, right? Instead of saying my firm's policy is 6% listing agents in Washington, DC are saying my firm's policy is we take 4% and you do not have to offer anything to a buyer, to a co-operating agent. And that, and ultimately that's, That's working in D.C. a little bit. I'd say about half the time that's how it's going. Yeah.
0: So make sure I understand this right. The premise of the lawsuit is sellers saying, we don't want to be providing that commission to buyers agents anymore. We just want to be paying commission to the people that are selling our home.
1: Yeah, correct. Correct. Well, the premise is that they didn't know they were doing that. That's the the crux. Okay, of it. and that's where I think honestly all of us thought this had no chance, like zero chance. Right? Um, how could you not know? Right? Um, bottom line, yeah, they won
0: for yeah. now. Yeah. So what hap- What happens then? You said for now. You know, it's it's. Uh, we know. I think we know. I, I know enough about the the. The legal system in this country to know that one ruling does not automatically say, Okay, it's over. This is what's gonna happen. <laughs> we know there are things that are gonna happen next, right? Yep.
1: Yep. It, there will be a there there will be appeals. Um mm. you know it's gonna cost a lot of money. Warren Buffett's got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, fortunately for 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 Berkshire Hathaway especially, um, Warren has a lot of money. Gary's done really well. I don't know if Gary has that much. <laughs> It's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of money just to be able to appeal, just to be able to appeal. So it's going to, but it's going to go through appeals for sure. Um, and, and, and then we'll see, I shouldn't say for sure. Nothing's for sure. I would imagine that it's going to go through a fair amount of appeals. And, yeah. and then in the, at the end of the day, there'll be some version of a watered down settlement. Um, and, and then changes like this, could happen i don't know what if you're asking me like what's best for the consumer i think what's best for the consumer is for them to all under is for clear communication Mm. it's just for knowledge of because we live in an open market right that's the beauty of america right there is no set there are very few things that are like has to be this way and the ones that are by the way are not good for the humans. (laughs) I mean, you know, not to bring in, you know, the, the, uh, pharma and insurance world of America, Mm -hmm. but the ones that, um, that I think that don't have open, uh, communications and opportunities are the ones that are the most expensive for Americans. So, every American has options in their real, as, as to how they handle their real estate transactions. All right. They can list by themselves for sale by owner. They can sell it to uncle Joe with just using a, you know, an attorney essentially in North Carolina, they can list it on the open market. They can sell to the, one of the 5,000 people trying to buy their house with cash <laughs> these days. They can, you know, go with an agent like myself, who's going to help them renovate it to get a top dollar. Um, they can, Go to the traditional sign in the yard, right? And then yeah. and it's negotiable as to what is the commission. Always has been. There are still a lot of agents charging 7%, yeah. and there are agents who are charging less. Yeah, but and and the thing that they're trying
0: to make sure of here, which... It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor, and that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolia's Financial Advisors. Retirement. Financial planning. And investments. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks LLC, member FINRA/SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and CETERA Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. It happens. It seems like it's not as much of an issue in North Carolina. Is as long as all of that is disclosed. As long as the terms are disclosed. Right. Here are the terms under under which we will work together to sell your property. And commission is the details of the commission is included in that, right?
1: Yes. It's actually clearly spelled out um, what you offer the cooperating agent. Mm, It is a form. It has been since I can, as long as I can remember, I think it's been for at least over a decade. It has had, it clearly spelled out what the total amount is and then what you offer a cooperating agent. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So that's uh, now I can see why you think that, it was it was a long shot for this to have legs because if if the premise of the lawsuit isn't that the practice is not legal but it's the fact that people didn't know where those commission payments were going
1: that's it that's where i struggle to understand how it how it even got in the courtroom yeah yeah i mean Is there is there a
0: possibility this could go as high as the Supreme Court? That's ultimately where I think it will go,
1: because there's already a filing in Chicago and Illinois. Now, the opposite, saying buyers agent, buyers are suing because buyers didn't know that that they could, you know, buy a home without an agent or something like that. I honestly don't even know the the full story of that. It just broke two days ago. So, and which makes complete sense. Once, once one class action lawsuit wins, you know, it's like, you know, the tobacco industry didn't just get sued once. Right. There wasn't just, I mean, it was like everybody piled on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is how the student loans got shot down. The student loan forgiveness program got shot down was one lawsuit in the state of Texas and then others followed and, and then it goes up to the Supreme Court for the final decision. So that's
1: I think that's exactly what will happen. I think yeah. this will eventually go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will weigh in. What could be or
0: what what could be the impact on the industry with something like this?
1: Well, I think I think that our 17-page contract which was when I first moved here I think six or seven pages. Uh, it is now seventeen, right? Because that's a hundred percent attorneys and lawsuits. Uh, it will be like twenty some pages for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be maybe an, an extra addendum, right? They will, they will make sure that it, this is clearly communicated.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and this is this is interesting because i
0: i read I read a, the story about this but i understand now that the the sweeping changes that could happen as a result of this don't have anything to do with whether commissions will still be a part of this right or how i mean again people might change how they what what terms they offer yep. right yep. i guess that could be an impact but it's not it's not whether or not the commissions going to a cooperating agent are illegal
1: correct and i think could they go away right? Could, could paying a cooperating agent go away? And that's the, I mean, I I think what a lot of people, that's where a lot of people go. I mean, it already has in certain cities. It already has. And, and I I don't think in its, but it hasn't had the effect in those cities that I think people thought. Um, I think the concern was, oh gosh, now we're going to have a bunch of unrepresented buyers, which sellers were like, sweet. Won't that work out well for me? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't um, in the end, and then they've had to find a way to, to work them paying their agents into the transaction to work it into their loan. So ultimately, at the end of the day, it it didn't it hasn't had quite the impact. It, you know, the overall price of the home has started to adjust down more in those markets. To allow for a buyer to pay for representation, so I I don't know, Adam. At the end of the day, this is where I'm going to just kind of hedge and say, I I honestly, I think communication for sure is the number one thing that definitely is going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. Clear, 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 and more written probably communication mandates, Uh, and then, and then I think that the total amount. Agents are paid because I think, like, let's just be cards on the table. That's part of where this came from. And I think that it's – we've already seen that though, right? I mean the average commission for realtors in the 90s was 7%. The average realtor, average commission for agents, you know, of 10, 15 years ago was 6%. The average agent now across country – and again, this – take into consideration some of the – where the average price point is over a million dollars – uh, people, you know, are paid less, right? So, so it's. I think it's closer to five percent. It's over five percent, but it's closer to five percent now. Um, and that again, that's because in DC, right, where prices are closer, you know, over a million dollars in, in New York City and, and San Francisco, it's a totally different figure. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think we might see some changes there. I had one one lender or financial advisor say. Do you think you're going to move to flat fees? And I'm like, look, in certain price points, in certain pockets of our country, we've already moved to flat fees, hmm. right? And so, I mean, if the home is, if there's a five million dollar home, the builder's not paying two and a half percent to the buyer's agent, right? That's not happening. Um, yeah. so understand a huge chunk of change, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I, you know, I I think th- there sh- we might expect some changes there, right? Some changes. The irony is like. As everything's been inflated, and I just did a, a quick video right where I said that you know if you owned a home pre-COVID that was two hundred thousand, it, it's it's three fifty now, right? Yeah. Or it's, it's three twenty five now. If you owned a three hundred thousand dollar home, it's over four fifty. So today, so everybody has a lot of equity. I ultimately don't know, you know, if I we just pulled the American public, if we just pulled a hundred people in in the in the triad, you know, do you think realtors make too much? I think their their answer would probably be, well, judging by the cars they drive, <laughs> yes, you know, and 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 that is probably part of where this came from. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's uh, the
0: it's capitalism to say that people get paid for the value they provide, and look, I, I've used this example many times. We wouldn't have made what we made on on the home that we sold
1: without working with you guys, and so it's 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 justified. I mean, know. look, it, but right there alone, and you know, this is where uh, we're coming into a political year. So, and not to go down politics, but this is where I I fit in no party <laughs> because I am unapologetically capitalistic as yeah. a business owner, right? And by the way, I was an ex actor, so you can you can. You can probably go out on a limb and say I'm pretty socially liberal, right? Um, <laughs> and and so where does that fit in, by the way? And you know I think that not every person feels that way. I mean I blatantly sometimes say, "Do you care how much to clients who struggle?" By the way, when we have an open dialogue with communication on mm-hmm. commission, I say candidly, "Do you? Does it matter to you how much I make, or does it matter to you how much you make?" Mm-hmm. And 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 I have had clients say. I guess if I'm being honest, both. And the majority of my clients say, I don't care how much you make as long as I make blank, right? Right. And and so that that those clients I get along well, well with. And, you know, I don't think my dad listens to this, but I'm going to be blunt with you. I don't think my dad falls into that category. Huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in a lot of doctors, he's a retired doctor, a lot of doctors don't fall into that category ironically, yeah, I can understand that
0: <laughs> it's it's fascinating um so we will it's it's interesting because you know we do a financial podcast with jennifer johnson He's, she's our certified financial planner on this on this network and we every it seemed like every few months we were talking about the latest with the student loans um and yeah. whether or not the Joe, the Biden administration's forgiveness plan was going to hold up. I feel like you and I are going to keep coming back to this
1: conversation I think over so. and over again. Yes, yeah. as... I think it's a long. I I think it could be a long road. Yeah, and and I think the one thing consumers should gather should take from it is you know I mean you do have options, mm-hmm. and and we offer a variety of options, right? And and we we've gone away from like putting in writing like our menu, so to speak, but we do, right? And we do a renovation program. That's different. That's a different, when, when it's our money involved, the, the commission's different. We, we, you know, we did used to offer more often than not like a a la carte, you could do this, you could do that. But ultimately I just honestly struggled with it because I felt like it wasn't best for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people just pick the cheaper option, even though it's not frankly from my perspective the better option, the one that's going to net them the most. Yeah, But I mean, I think that's, that could come from this too. There will be probably more of a menu and consumers should understand that they have the ability they should interview and they have the ability to choose an agent. Um, and, and commission is a part of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and if you're like my father and you do care how much the agent makes, regardless of how much they help you make, then you can pick a less expensive agent. Yeah, well, and that, that was going to be my follow up is, is there an element of you get what you
0: pay for in all of this where it's like, okay, you have these different options where one has this commission, one has this commission, one has this commission. If you opt to pay lower commissions to the agent, you get what you pay for,
1: right? Anybody who's ever used a, um, a limited service agreement, which is a, a company, there are companies that just, you know, you, you they take your photos and they just put them in MLS. Mm-hmm. There, That's been around for decades. Uh, I mean, it's basically a glorified for sale by owner. Uh, when we look at those agents love showing those because we get to communicate directly with the seller and we typically get a better deal for our buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the photos are horrible and, and <laughs> it's just, it's just not a, it's not a good representation for the seller. And, and the seller ends up in my opinion, costing themselves money. <laughs> and by doing this, but to, to your point, man, I think that's a great way to put it in my opinion in most things in life, you get what you pay for.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think this is, this is, that's what we're learning. I think through all of this is, yeah. I mean, people have options, people have choices, they do. um, but this, this all is involved with, are, are those, are those options clearly communicated to the people that are entering into these agreements?
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. That's the crux of it. And that's the number one thing that absolutely
0: yep. will change. Okay. Well, that, that's that's really informative, Blake. Thank you for for answering our questions on on all of this. And yeah, we will absolutely be coming back to this topic as it goes through various appeals and maybe even all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, but be- before we wrap, I do want to just get your quick take on uh, a headline that I read this morning, which was that we had a, uh, we had a the biggest drop in mortgage interest rates that we've had in over a year. Mm-hmm. Now it's not we're not going multiple percentage points here, but it was about a quarter of a percent, right? It was hovering close to eight and now it's more at like seven and three quarters. So what's what's your read on what that means?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think that the housing market slowed down significantly enough, right? The rates got high enough, which in our market the needle didn't really get moved until it got to about seven and a half about six, seven weeks ago, the last, I will say this, if you're friends with a loan officer or a lender, um, give them a hug. Mm-hmm. It has been a rough six weeks for them because not just cause rates went up, but because it was so volatile, it was so in, uh, all over the map. And for consumers who were approved for X amount, and then a week later when it was 7% and it went to 8%, whoa, you know, that's a big, their, their payments just changed dramatically. Yep. And now that it's back to, you know, seven and a quarter, you know, there's been options, by the way, right? There are local companies that like Piedmont Federal who holds their mortgages and they haven't really moved. They've been at seven for two months now. Um, and, and they won't move, by the way, when it goes down, right? They're going to stay at seven for a while. Even if it goes to six and a half, they're going to stay at seven for a while. But right now they've been best at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is adjusted and I, but I, we're busier the last two weeks than we were the prior four weeks. Um, I think people who put themselves on the sidelines went, eh, you know what? We got to keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to go back into our archives, we spent a lot of time talking about why people should be getting off the sidelines right now, because if you wait till spring, there's gonna be a lot more competition out there. So, um, yep. Take Amen. advantage of this time. All right, Blake, enjoyed it, my friend. Um, always fun talking legalese and law and, and all this. <laughs> and stuff me not that, trying to make bold statements. You know, we, we 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 make real estate fun on this show, right? <laughs> With these types <laughs> of topics. So, um, all right, my friend. Well, um, we'll be next time we talk to you. We'll be really. We'll be past Thanksgiving and close to Christmas, so uh, we'll be talking some holiday-related things, I'm sure, and uh, maybe, maybe we'll stay out of the courtroom next time we talk.
1: Let's hope. Let's hope.
0: All right, my friend. Be good. Thanks, man. You too.